Charge Weekly, a podcast for kids and families where we take a little time to charge as we plug in, power up, and press on with Christ. Episode 2, From the Pit to the Palace, The Life of Joseph, Part 2. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Charge Weekly. I'm Miss Jen. And I'm Pastor Ben. And we've created this podcast to be a source of fun and encouragement for kids and families. Today, we have the second part in the story of the life of Joseph. We're making this to go along with Pastor Dave's teachings in our adult services and also our third hour children's church lessons. But don't worry if you weren't able to catch those. The story still has a lot of excellent things you can learn. It's true. In this part of Joseph's story, we find out what happened to him after his brothers sold him to be a slave. You may remember, Joseph was one of the youngest brothers in his family, but his father treated him like his favorite. His brothers were angry and jealous, and they sold Joseph to merchants who were nearby. They lied to their father and said that Joseph was dead. But he wasn't dead. He was taken to Egypt, where he's made to be a slave. So, once again, we invite you to join us in using your imagination. Just imagine what it would be like to have lived back then. And imagine what it was like for the people who were in these stories. Remember, Joseph was a real person from history. So let's go back in time, thousands of years ago. From the pit to the palace, the story of Joseph. Part 2. An Egyptian official tells the story of Another Coat, Another Trouble. You've heard the name Joseph? Yes, yes, I'm, I'm sure you have. I once knew him. I was a high official in Pharaoh's court in the great nation of Egypt. Ah, Egypt. No other kingdom is as strong. No other kingdom is as wondrous. No other kingdom could stand against our army. No other kingdom could compare to the structures we had built and the things we have done. No other kingdom had such a powerful government. And I stand honored to have been a part of this great kingdom, this mighty nation. As an official in the court of Pharaoh, one of my duties was to hear when someone accused someone else of wrongdoing, then passing judgment and handing out punishment. And so, this is how I came in contact with Joseph. Did you know that the famous Joseph, the one who did such amazing and great things, did not come from a wealthy Egyptian family? No, he was a slave. When he came before me, I had no idea what he would become. I only knew of him as a slave who was accused of a terrible crime by his owner and master, Potiphar. Ah, Potiphar, you may know of him as well. He was the captain of the guard, one of Pharaoh's highest military officers. He had many slaves. His herds of cattle were some of the best in the land. His fields had some of the best crops. And he was in charge of the other captains in the guard. A more successful man would be difficult to find. And do you know who Potiphar gave credit to when he spoke of how successful he was? Yes, Joseph, the slave. I knew Potiphar, of course. We both worked for Pharaoh, and since I was in charge of Pharaoh's prison, we crossed paths occasionally when a prisoner was brought to me. Of course, I was surprised when Potiphar came to me with Joseph, and Joseph came not as the head slave, but as a prisoner. And so I questioned Potiphar and listened to his story. Uh, Potiphar, 
What brings you here? This man. Uh, Joseph. Is he not the head of your house slaves? Yes, he was. So why do you bring him here like this? I see your wife has come too. Good day, milady. Good day, good sir. What is going on? I bring this man to you so that you may take him into custody as a prisoner. I wish him to be locked up in the Pharaoh's prison. For how long? What for? Pharaoh's prison is for those who have committed crimes against Pharaoh and against Egypt. Indeed. And when this man wronged me, he wronged Pharaoh. For am I not the head of Pharaoh's guard? When he wronged me, he wronged Egypt. For do I not serve Egypt as a servant of Pharaoh? What is he accused of? He wronged my wife. His crime is against me because it is against her. I am listening. Please, tell me everything. I almost considered this scum my friend. As close to a friend as a slave could be, anyway. I do not think I will ever trust another slave like him again. I purchased him from traders who came into the city a few years ago. I knew it was a good purchase because even in those first days as a slave, he was a hard worker. Very smart. Very, very smart. Everything he did was successful. If I put him in charge of the stables, the animals seemed healthier and happier. When I put him in charge of buying and selling grain in the market, he came back with more profit than I'd ever gotten with any other slave. And do you know what he said made him so successful? Tell him, Joseph. Uh, yes, sir. It was the Lord God, sir. The Lord was with me. Now, I don't know who his Lord God is. Before he was a slave, he was part of one of those sheep herding tribes out in the wilderness. But the results cannot be denied. My household was rich before Joseph came around. That's natural when you consider my position. I'm one of Pharaoh's most trusted officers, but this slave, Joseph, made me even richer. I reached a point where I put him in authority over my entire house. I mean, think about it. It only made sense. If everything he was in charge of prospered and made more money, why wouldn't you put him in charge of everything? I trusted him, and my trust was betrayed. I trusted him because he said he served his Lord and that his Lord God loved honesty and hated sin. And so he acted honestly with the money. He acted kindly to the other slaves and they were happy. Putting him in charge seemed like the best decision I ever made. I really did think his Lord God was blessing him. I really did think his Lord God was blessing me. Sir, it's true. It's all true. At first I thought God had forgotten me when I became a slave. But in my time in your house... I learned that he was still with me and taking care of me. You shut your lying lips. You make still your lying tongue. I know now that it was all a trick, a lie. I thought you were loyal to me. But one day, I came home to my household. Some of the slaves met me at the door and said something had happened. Something with Joseph. He had done something horrible. They told me they heard my wife screaming inside the house and then they saw Joseph running away. He ran off down the street, and they went inside to see if my wife was well. I went to my wife immediately, and I found her, and she told me everything. After she told me, I gathered some of my soldiers, and we went to look for Joseph. Please, sir, if you would just listen to my story, let me tell you what really happened. I have heard all I need to know. What happened? What did he do? Well, that is why I brought my wife here, so you might hear her story. Very well. Please, tell me, what happened, milady? As my husband said, Joseph was put in charge of the household. He took care of everything, and he did so with excellence. We were all impressed with him. As you can see, he is a strong young man. Handsome, intelligent, 
And maybe he let that go to his head. I know he says his Lord God is why he is successful, but maybe he doesn't really believe that. Maybe he thinks that even though he is a slave, he is important and powerful and successful because he's so smart and handsome. No, I know that it is only through God that I was able to do what I've done. He gave me the talents I have, and he gave me the success I had. Yes, you keep on saying that. You just keep on saying that. I always knew bringing in a Hebrew man as a slave was a mistake. He may have been helping our household prosper, but he was really just making fools out of us. My husband told you about what the other servants heard before Joseph ran away. Let me tell you what happened. The house was empty, and that was when Joseph decided to show us all what he was really like. He says he follows a God who hates sin. But I do. I do follow a God who hates sin. My God is the God who created the world. And after he created the world, the first man and woman he created turned against him by disobeying his command. Since that time, the Lord God has hated sin. And since that day when I was sold to be a slave, I've been trying to follow him and not sin against him or sin against anyone else. Then why have you sinned against me and against my husband? You know that I love my husband, but you wanted me to love you instead. No, that is not true. Every breath that comes from your face is a lie, you foolish slave. Shut that lying jaw of yours now. I will hear no more from you. If you speak one more time in my presence, I promise it will be the last thing you ever say. Go on, my dear wife. Of course, I did not want anything to do with Joseph. I love my husband. But Joseph even said, I'm the greatest one in this house. Potiphar put me in charge of everything. You see what his attitude was like? He thought he was so great and powerful, he forgot his true place. I told him to leave me alone, and when he didn't, I screamed for help. And so he ran away, but he left behind this. What is this? A cloak. A servant's cloak. And who does it belong to, Joseph? You may speak, Joseph. Answer my question. It is mine, but... Finally, your lying teeth let through some truth. But that's not what happened. Bah! Well, Potiphar, this slave's crime against your wife and your household is indeed a crime that can put him into this prison. But is that really what you wish to do? I would not have brought him here if I didn't. Are you sure you no longer want him? He would no longer be your slave. Take him away. Very well. Come, my dear, let's leave this garbage behind us, where he deserves to be. It seems you have a new home, Joseph. It's not fair. None of that was true. This way, Joseph. But this way, Joseph. Would you like to tell me what really happened? Yes, finally. Someone will listen to me. You see... It is true that I was put in charge of Potiphar's house because, like I said, the Lord God blessed me. From the moment Potiphar paid the slave traders and brought me to work for him, the Lord God has blessed everything I've done for Potiphar. He trusted me because I was very careful to be trustworthy. And I think he was glad to trust me with everything so he could focus on, you know, his position as captain of the guard. He didn't have to worry about all the crops and the household supplies. Yes, yes, understandable. But I didn't want to get involved with his wife. She spoke to me often, but I usually just tried to stay out of her way. 
I didn't like the way she talked to me. It made me feel very uncomfortable. But one day when the house was empty except for me and her, she came to me. She asked me if I could love her. But she was married to Potiphar and that was wrong. I told her that her husband trusted me. I told her that he had put me in charge of everything because he trusted me. And I wanted him to always trust me. I told her I could not love her because she was Potiphar's wife and that would be wrong, a sin. And all sin is against my Lord God. So she grabbed me and grabbed my coat and I ran away so fast I left my coat behind in her hand. I heard her scream behind me and outside the house the other servants watched me run away and I heard them run inside. I just wanted to get away. I, I wanted to get away because I did not want to do anything evil against my Lord God. Do you understand? I do. Do you believe me? I do. You do? So you won't put me in prison? Oh, you don't understand. That's not how it works. This way, Joseph. You're not going to prison because you're guilty. You're going to prison because Potiphar says you are guilty. You're just a slave, and he's captain of the guard. If he wants you thrown in this prison, that's where you go, young man. But... I don't understand. I just don't understand. We had no choice but to put Joseph in prison, of course. He went from being a shepherd to a slave to a prisoner. Lower and lower and lower. You may know what happened next to Joseph. In fact, my family lived through one of the worst times in the history of this great kingdom because of him. But that is another story for another day. How did he rise so high later? Was it this God he mentioned? Well, like I said, that's a different story. A story for someone else to tell. As for me, I still have a hard time believing he went from being condemned to a lifetime in prison to saving the lives of so many people as a part of the Pharaoh's court. Joseph did the right thing, and I was wondering if Joseph felt like he was being punished for doing the right thing. But he did what we need to do. When we are tempted to do something wrong, we need to run away from it. Now, Running away from sin may mean different things in different situations. For Joseph, he actually ran away from sin by running away. It might be different for you. If someone makes you angry and you're tempted to try to make them feel bad by insulting them, running away from sin means stopping those words and finding new ones. If you're tempted to look at something you know you shouldn't be looking at, running away from sin means turning away and getting away from it. If you're tempted to make fun of someone because he or she is different and everyone else is making fun of him or her, running away from sin might mean you don't join them or it might mean you try to say something nice to whoever is being made fun of. Every situation is different with different solutions and part of following God is learning how to handle those different and difficult times when we know we should not be doing something wrong. In 1 Corinthians 10.13, Paul wrote about temptation and how God helps us when we are tempted. He said, you are tempted in the same way all other people are, but God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted more than you can take. But when you are tempted, God will give you a way out. Then you'll be able to deal with it. For Joseph, the way out that God provided was his feet. He ran from temptation. And for you, he might help you out by giving you a great idea or by giving you strength to do the right thing. Or he might give you someone who can help you, like your mom or your dad or a teacher. 
or a friend. That's right, Ben. Next week, we'll continue the story of Joseph as he's taken to prison. Things just keep getting worse and worse from him in this story. Yeah. Once again, we want to thank you for listening. And until next time, we want to remind you to charge. Plug in and connect with Christ. Power up and become like Christ. And press on by being like Christ in the world. This story can be found in Genesis chapter 39. Another Coat, Another Trouble featured Jen Miller and Pastor Ben as your hosts, with Evan David as Joseph, Pam Avery as Potiphar's wife, and Ben Avery as the official and Potiphar. Written, directed, and produced by Ben Avery. Weekly Charge is a production of the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman Department. You can find out more at nmc.church. Thanks for listening.